Okay, Andy, we're in week two of our uh, our podcast, Men of a Certain X podcast, Andy. Um, I still don't have an opening. I'm still working through. I'm workshopping a couple of things, Andy. I think that's the proper term. You when you say you were going to workshop something, you you kind of like play it. around with that. Yeah, but that's what that's, that's what I'm that's where I'm workshopping right now. And um, I do feel good. We're we're out on more channels now, Andy. So that's good. Our viewership is pretty good for the first week. So I think that's viewership or listenership i guess um you know hey look i i gotta introduce the the group here to a couple things you're gonna hear a lot of pounderisms i call them uh, <laughs> these are words that i make up myself or words that i inappropriately use in some other places like viewership when we're talking about a listening podcast you know so those type of things you'll you'll get a lot of pounderisms and so we might want to keep uh, a glossary of those somewhere andy if we get this uh, website up we can i like that so Andy, how was your weekend you you did a you had a parents weekend you know how was it i did dave dave it was it was great uh as as, as i think we mentioned maybe on this podcast i've got i've got two boys uh both in college and we were down in florida visiting our youngest and we had a great time ucf uh great great football crowd down there you know you enter that bounce yeah. house they're uh loud the, the the fans are well trained they know how to cheer and you know the chants and everything and uh, they, they did a great job so we had a lot of fun down there uh, decent weather for Florida. You know, you get your typical hot sun rain kind of rotation down there, but it was, it was a great time. But um, Dave, I want to show, I want to do some, I want to do some boasting, you know, coming out of Florida. Can I, can yeah. I, can I boast? So this was like, hey, my Flor COVID. Florida. Hey, that's a classic Floridian thing. You got to boast about something, you know, you boast about your football team. You boast about your son. You go, go for it, Andy, boast wherever you want. So, so my son, as we were traveling, he sent me, we were, we were talking a little bit of football while, while we were uh, getting to the airport and everything. And he sent me a text. It was like maybe the most encouraging note I've gotten in a long time. He, he writes me, he said, he says, hey, they just described the commander's running back as 6'1 and 225 pounds as a big guy. So you would officially be a big guy in the NFL. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll take that, right? I'll take that at, at, at 46 years old, you know, still, still in, in semi-decent fighting form and able to able to compare I mean, my youngest son to compare me to a, an NFL pro running back I was like all right man that's right don't you forget it you know so so that was my little uh moment of, of you know hey hey feeling good about myself on, on this trip so that was you know you know I mean I'm not saying I'm awesome but you know I mean you know the, the, the stats speak for themselves Dave this compares to my son who sent me a note saying, dad, I just spent a couple bucks on a new, uh, an old uh, Xbox and I got Lego Star Wars. So that, yeah, that's pretty good. Andy. Hey, to be fair, Lego Star Wars, great game. Uh, it was a great game. I mean, you, you hit, you hit the bad guys with your lightsaber. They explode to a bunch of coins. I mean, that, that's a fun game. So, hey, respect, respect the game, respect the game. Well, Andy, you did have a quite a good high school football career. So it'd be good to know, like, trans you know fast forward that too so it's good your son is recognizing you know yeah i was, I was a pretty mediocre high school football player to be honest i mean i i i played but i didn't play till my junior year and so i was sort of a uh a latecomer to actually playing contact football i enjoyed i had a great time i had great coaches that you know we'll get this maybe another time but you know the impact that good coaches can have on, on a young man's life i think is unappreciated you know i, I had great coaches really helped me develop as a, as a person as a football player they they helped me, but they can only do so much. You know, I was a little a little late coming to the game. 
Well, that was when, you, truth be told, isn't that where you had the full locks too, Andy, the hair coming out of the helmet? I, I did start out with my long curly hair. My my defensive line coach, great guy, great coach, used to tackle me by my ponytail and he would refer to me as Menudo because of my long <laughs> brown hair. You know, some of those listening might remember the Menudo brothers where, you know, still popular uh, musical star Ricky Martin started out as I think the young cute one uh, back in the day. So he referred to me as one of the Menudo brothers because my long, dark, curly hair. So I did, but I quickly, you know, adjusted to uh to cutting it down because I couldn't be tackled by my hair. That was that was difficult. Do you still have the uh, license, Andy? The old license? I, I don't. I don't <laughs> have the old license. <laughs> I do have other incriminating photos though. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, Andy. Well, that's a good start into the podcast here. So let's do. Let's get into some more things, Andy. We're gonna do a sports check-in weekend. Uh, check in you. I, I think, look, let's truth be told, Andy, when we were last on the podcast, we were talking about what we thought was going to be a great day for both of our teams. They turned out to be a great day for both of our teams. Yeah. Uh, so Andy, start off. How are you feeling about your Detroit Lions? Pretty good. Dave, pretty good. I mean, I tell you, I've been saying since, since the end of last season, I said, you know, the Lions this season will, will win the North. They'll win a home playoff game. And then goals to do the best they can from there, you know. And I think looking at the NFC, looking at where things are today, the Lions are in control of the NFC North. They 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 really have like they have to really work hard to blow that division lead this year. Um, so they're in great shape there. I think they're looking strong. I think there's some really strong teams in the NFC potentially, but um, there's an opportunity for the Lions to to, to finish third, make it make a decent run, you know, in the playoffs. Maybe maybe get a surprise. You know, who knows? Once once the second season starts, you never know what's going to happen. So I'm feeling really good about the Lions. Great, great coaching, great team playing. I mean, just all around the teams. I, I've never seen this in the Lions before, not even the 1991 playoff team that ran into the uh, NFC championship. This is just a different team. It's it's great to see. Very, very proud of, uh, of the team. One pride. They look great. Yeah, they, I, I'm going to say they did look great. They pretty much came out in a hostile environment and, and pretty much set the tone from the beginning. That was, that was a good one. And four in, in a row, four in a row against the Packers. Just, I, I mean, that, like, I think I said it last time, you, the Packers used to be bullies in there. I think the lions, I mean, well, who's good in that division now, Minnesota. I mean, no, 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 should, nobody, nobody's good in that division right now. No, the, bear, the bears 20. I mean, that was ridiculous. So, uh, so that's good on your side, Andy, on my side, the, that same night, the uh, Orioles clinched the division. Uh, they are playing on Saturday. I will be in attendance on that game. Uh, so it'll be a great weekend uh, for my wife and I. And then uh, on the weekend, I had Penn State. Not a great win. They didn't They didn't look that great. But uh, they're 4-0. Uh, they're heading into, uh, I think, an off week this or They're either playing an off week this week or they play UMass, which might as well be an off week anyways. But um, and then uh, the Cowboys came back against the Patriots. And I, I've solidified a couple things with my youngest daughter here that um, Cowboys are good. Penn State, good. Patriots, bad. And I had the culmination of that this weekend. And so Cowboys railed the Patriots. The Patriots look like they're in the complete flux and disarray and i couldn't be happier so well, that was I'm, my I'm, weekend. mix on your brainwashing to be honest you know I'm, I'm i'm agree on the patriots don't care on penn state obviously can't agree on the cowboys good luck with the brainwashing there my my boys are not lions fans you know they'll, they'll entertain me once a year and put on lions jerseys <laughs> for our road game trip but 
but they're not Lions fans. They're, uh, you know, they, they have their own teams, but, but good luck, you know, ingratiating your daughter into the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, I, I try, I mean, I, I'm working hard. My oldest uh, son is a, is a Colorado fan for most things uh, except for uh, the Orioles. He's uh, the one thing in our family we can all agree on is the Orioles, uh, but everything else we're kind of all over the place. Uh, you know, uh, South Carolina and the Broncos for my oldest son, um my other my second son is all over he I, he's kind of a Cowboys fan but he's trying to adopt the Jaguars since we lived in Florida for so long um I think he's seeking something different so um so that's good so okay good Andy there's our sports check-in let's go to our next segment here Andy uh and, and uh really talking about top of mind this is yeah. our top of mind segment yeah. uh, something that we've been thinking about you know one way or the other what it, it might be an unhealthy obsession Andy for all we know but the top of mind uh, yeah do you do you I went first last time Andy you want to go first or I I'm happy to go first because I've got one that's killing me right now Dave you're my elder I defer to you please go first <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to go first as the elder statesman here, Andy. Um, and mine is uh, the thing that's killing me is, is on top of mine is term limits. Uh, look, this weekend or this last week, unfortunately, Diane Feinstein uh, passed away, the senator from um, from California, and she's a lifelong public servant, and she's done a lot of different things, and and really appreciate anybody's willingness to to serve as long as had, but. Frankly, it should never have come to that. She was, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of discussion about her even running again, as as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. We have that. We have Mitch McConnell, who is seems to, you know, just blank out on in press conferences. Yeah. We haven't seen him in uh, weeks and months now. Um, it, it's it's pretty crazy. And then we're going to have a presidential race where uh, we have two people over eighty years old. Look. You have to draw Social Security, mandatory Social Security at a certain age. <laughs> Why do we have people going beyond that? Public servants even doing that. And not only that, but I, I think just really we have these individuals who have been in public service for way too long. Yeah. And and nobody can agree that that's a good thing because, you know, when you're in that that service for too long and, and look, people can sit on a soapbox and say, I don't take funding from others and I don't ever do, I don't reciprocate and they can give me money, but I'm not going to do it. We all know that's a lie. Let's just be true. Let's just be frank. But in almost every other profession, there's a retirement age. There's a, there's a lot of uh, retirement activities. Um, I'm not sure why we don't have term limits for senators, politicians. I even go as far as to say I, I'm even coming around on Supreme Court justices and justices in general. We need to have term limits on. You, you're effective for a certain period of time, and then it's time to move on. Uh, it's only healthy for everybody. Um, but that that's that's where I'm at, Andy. I, I just can't get beyond it. And the hard part with all of this is the people who need to put those term limits in place are the people who don't are are the people who would then be impacted by that and they're going to sit, sit there and not want to vote for that and so I, I just get really frustrated with the term limit thing saying I, I know you have a lot of thoughts on this Andy so I'll turn it to you Dave I, I do I appreciate you bringing this topic up and it, it's it's one that I really do have a lot of strong feelings and I've written on this you know a couple of times I, I think I think all branches of government need term limits to be honest and I'm I think they need to be done differently you know when I love our constitution. I think it's the greatest, you know, governing document that's ever been written. Um, but I think it was written at a time that was different. And and term limits, I think, uh, are an idea that that have, have 
demonstrate they need to be they need to be put in place. And I think the terms themselves, we need to revisit those because of our sort of continuous election cycle. I think I think we need to look at both of those. I don't personally have an, an objection to the age of candidates. You know, I mean, if, if people really want to vote for, you know, somebody in their in their nineties, like they they can. You know, what I mean, that's that's the choice. But I will say that I'm a, you know I'm a proud Gen Xer and. I'm, I'm, I mean, just being honest, like it's time for the baby boomers to kind of move on into retirement and, and let, you know, let, let Gen X and millennial generation uh, sort of help steer this country for a little while, because, you know, candidly, we, 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 it's time. It's time for that change. At the same time, hey, voters, you know, <laughs> vote, vote different, right? You know, stop, yeah. stop nominating Joe Biden and Donald Trump, for God's sake. So um, I, I strongly support term limits. Um, you know, I, I think again, I've written, I've written about it. I think, I think the you know, the Supreme Court, I believe in a a single long term and be gone um, type approach. But for for the Congress, the challenge is you know, a lot of candidates run and get elected, vowing they'll they'll put term limits in, and and then once they get there, they get corrupted. And what what you see a lot of times is they'll they'll propose term limits legislation into subcommittee, and it just dies there. Like nobody actually lets it get out of subcommittee. It never gets on the floor for a vote, and and as long as we have you know the 535 congressmen that we have between the House and the Senate, like they're not going to vote to end their ridiculous jobs, right? So yeah. um, it's it's a, it's a it's a sad mark on, on our country that we still have this. I, I strongly object to. I agree with your comments on you know, Senator Feinstein and others. Like you know, serve. We've, we've got a lot of Americans. Others can serve. Do your time, serve your nation, go back and do something else. So it's a great point. I, I can talk about it for a long time. I'll spare listeners that, but you know, I'd love to hear people's thoughts on it, to be honest with you, and love to bring this topic back up. So I know it's, it's, it's something that I think is, is, needs to be discussed often. And yeah, I'm a strong, strong believer in term limits. Um, I think it's really important. Great. It's a great topic. Well, it's kind of funny when you're talking about that is like you can start connecting some of these dots, right? Like term limits, gerrymandering, you know, well, look at the, I mean, look at all the things that how we've gotten to this part. And yeah. and again, it's we've gotten to this part because the people in power continually to, to shape that power to benefit who them, not the people okay. who they're there to support. And, and so, yeah, I, you know, I think I don't want to get into like a ultra nasty part of the pot, like coming out with the fangs on the on some of this stuff but i i will tell you like this is something that can start getting people riled up and, that, and i do feel like the people in power have lost sight of the people that they're supposed to support and um and and advocate for so andy that's my top of mind topic what do you got on your end anything top of mind on your end Andy? well there, there are there's, there's there's a couple of things and they kind of they kind of go together things from the realm of you know love of country and politics and, and one of them does involve getting the things out so so let me start with the the, the first topic, which is, I think, I think is a great topic to raise. And and last week, Craig Newmark, uh, the founder of Craigslist, now just a fantastic philanthropist that that really supports generously some really good causes. Now, if you don't follow him on social media, he's on all the social media. I, I would strongly encourage listeners to follow him. But but he he wrote an article on LinkedIn uh, called, and it's very short, called "What's the Deal Regarding Patriotism." And he just sort of talks about this idea, you know, of, of of patriotism, the ideas that he grew up with in the 50s and 60s, recognizing the rights of everyone, fighting for equal treatment under the law, you know, sort of look back at Sunday school and, and the idea of, you know, the golden rule and treating people like you want to be treated. And he talked about how he tries to give back, you know, to veterans' causes and their families, into cybersecurity. 
and it's it's a it's a great topic. I think you know in in our current political environment, we talk a lot about nationalism, and, and that gets sort of mixed in with patriotism a lot. Um, but there's a difference, right? Love of country, you know, loving loving being an American or wherever somebody is from, you know, in their respective cases. But this is a great country, and it's got a great history. We've got great potential. We've got great people. And I think it's great to celebrate you know, the United States. That's different than sort of, you know, militant nationalism, which is a different topic. But I, I, I strongly encourage you to check out Craig's post on LinkedIn. He shared it on, again, all the social media platforms. You know, I, I, I follow him on, on threads and other places, really just sort of to stop and think about patriotism, right, and what that means. And so sort of with that idea in mind and with the idea of getting those things out, as, as you said, Dave, I think um, I want to go to something that came out last night. I'm not sure if you saw uh, former uh, general, former chief of staff to Donald Trump, John Kelly's remarks about uh, former President Trump. Did you see those yesterday, Dave? Um, I don't think I did. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> they are <clears throat> absolutely brutal remarks. I mean, this is this is a man who served alongside the president and like like many a military leader, um, he he sort of bit his tongue, served the president as military leaders are are, are conditioned to do. Right, you you don't publicly disavow your leadership. You you support them. If you can no longer support them, you resign. Right, and, yep. and eventually, Mr. Kelly, you know, is no longer serving in the White House. Regardless of what your position on you know Donald Trump is, regardless of how you vote, these remarks are just absolutely brutal. So. I, I won't read all of them because it's 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 a little bit long, but he just starts out, he starts out, it isn't an exclusive remark he shared with CNN yesterday, and he says, what can I add that has not already been said? And then he just goes into some of the just very uh, disparaging remarks and actions of Mr. Trump towards veterans, including you know, former politicians that served and served as POWs, like you know the first President Bush, like uh, John McCain. Guys, to be honest, politically, I don't care for, but but in serving you know our country and suffering as prisoners of war, in the case of John McCain, prisoner of war, um, you know, he, he kind of really rips into Mr. Trump for the comments that he made against them and other veterans. You know, not not willing to take pictures with amputees, his disparaging remarks about those who have served, and then, then he tears into him on his position on uh, unborn life and abortion. On, on women, he lists minorities, on evangelical Christians, on Jews, on working men and women. He, he closes saying a person that has no idea, speaking about the former president, what America stands for and has no idea what America is all about. A person who cavalierly suggested a selfless warrior who has served his country for 40 years in peacetime and warrior should lose his life for treason, referring to the recently retired chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, an expectation that someone will take action. And, and that's a pretty bold statement, right? I mean, he's, mm -hmm. he's kind of connecting uh, you know, January 6th and other events with, with Mr. Trump's sort of incitement to action. A person who admires autocrats and murderous dictators and murderous dictators, a person that has nothing but contempt for our democratic institutions, our constitution and the rule of law. There's nothing more that can be said, God help us. And I was like, wow, like that is a, that is really <laughs> a very powerful indictment from a man that served his country you know, faithfully in uniform, served alongside the poor president, you know, as, as a civilian. I just think it's worth pausing and reflecting on those remarks, not to cheer or jeer, um, you know, Mr. Trump, but just sort of think about 
who is this person? What is he saying? What's his motivation for saying it? And I think it's just worth thinking about. You know, I've got personal feelings on on the former president. I've got my own opinions on on Mr. Kelly. But I was I was sort of thinking about the ideas of patriotism, seeing that statement, and I was like, man, that's that is a scathing review. <laughs> yeah, I think this. <clears throat> look, we could probably go into like a three hour deep dive just on some of these topics here, Andy, because I I think it, it is it, again, it's kind of going to this term limit thing. Is some of these things they just start spinning? I you know, like Trump is a it could be a direct result of how people's frustration with politics are going, oh, yeah. how people are frustration with term limits, you know, all of these things, that's where you get some of these things, Donald Trump. And then that's how you get people to normalize what his behaviors have been. Oh, he's just fighting back against everything else. I, I look, I, my feelings on uh, president Trump aside, but I, I look, I just don't know how anybody could in good conscience sit there and say that that individual, the former president, is fighting for them and is, you know, he has disparaged every possible group, you know, and it and it's for he thinks about one person himself. Maybe he thinks about his family a little bit, but really he thinks about himself and the best way to do it himself. And I just can't get behind that anymore. And uh, that's just a ridiculous um, thing. But I, I think patriotism too, Andy. I think that's an area that's been co-opted. And I think you'll hear some people, um, you know, even get, you know, there's some parts of the country where you see people put out flags and there's people who like, uh-oh, that, that's, they, they're a flag waver, they support this. And that's just completely wrong. That's completely out of touch with what's going on. Um, and I, I'm, a, you know, it kind of touches into your binary discussion last week. It's either good, you know, we're either yes or no, we're for or against. No, that's not, it doesn't have to be that way. And, and unfortunately, a lot of these things, individuals and groups have co-opted these symbols these ideas and tried to make them their own and therefore give it a, a bad name yeah this is we could go on for this for hours i think andy and i think it, you and i both have a lot of strong opinions on this politics aside our political views aside it's just a good we should have healthy debate about some of these ideas so and i think that's what's been missing uh, from our society over the last couple of years. So, well, good, Andy. That's our two check-in, you know, our check-in and then our top of mind thing. What what, what else do you got, Andy? Any any other, I mean, I, I'm trying to think here through uh, all the things that have been going on the last couple of weeks and and wh where are you at on a lot of different things nowadays, Andy? So, so Dave, I'm, I'm going to go into a very different place where I'm at. But first, say, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to live in a, in a very good flag-waving neighborhood. <clears throat> I think my neighbors and I all have our big American flags out. I actually... The, you know, the standard sort of American flag is a three by five that you purchase for a home. I stepped up my game this year, went to the four <laughs> by six, you know, it's nice. glorious. It waves brilliantly, you know, in my, in my little cul-de-sac here, my neighbor across the street was so inspired. You know, her and her husband came over and they're like, Hey, where'd you get that flag? I was like, here, here you go. It's right on Amazon or they, they got it. We're both, you know, proudly waving our, our slightly larger flags you know maybe i'm compensating for something i'm not i don't know but, but regardless regardless i think we'll come back and talk you know these, these topics again but hey i'll tell you what i'm thinking dave i want, I want to say i want to get your take on this so i was yesterday i was, I was playing some music i was looking for something else you want to listen to and i can't think of anything i fall back to sometimes you know older music that i'm wanted to hear so i put on an 80s 90s rock playlist and that ran its own little path and i stumbled upon real finding that the band winger has a new album out released in 2023. What? I don't know if you know, 
that was my, I was, I was like, really? Like, this is, we, winger. I, knew, I knew like their first album came out when I was like in maybe middle school. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. And uh, if some, there's a couple fun songs on there, you know, and that's why I came, but then I saw this came out and I was like, really? So, so I listened for a little bit and I was like, this is like still like, it's a very similar sort of big hair, you know, 80s, 90s rock sound. It's 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 not the exact same. You know, it's it's, it's changed over time, like all things music do. But I kind of chuckled. I heard it, and I, I I'll be honest, I could I couldn't get through it. Um, I was never a big fan of the band, um, and I, I I'm still not. But but it was it was kind of funny to find that song, and that made me start thinking about you know when those songs came out. I started thinking about um, MTV, and and uh, my question to you is: Do you remember either the first like MTV video you saw? Or maybe one of like one or two of the first like videos that like really left an impression on you back in the day because we, we grew up when MTV was playing music, yeah. I mean, music when they played music on. right yeah all the time right whether you're listening to the you know the standard daylight hours or you were staying up and watching Headbangers Ball or whatever it was like there was music videos and that's what MTV was all about so uh, any any of those like jump out at you like oh yeah I remember when you know I was never a huge you know mtv family uh, or like we were ne- like we obviously got it because cable was around you know mid 80s started getting in and making sure but i never watched it, it tremendously um uh, you know there, there's always the ones that do stand out you know like the madonna videos were always yeah. uh quite, quite good yeah then you had you had u2 who did you know our favorite group here uh u2 did a lot there on that front um I, I nothing really stands out i would say yeah. but um you know it is funny because i mean mtv at yeah, tw- 20 years ago they had total request live that was still going and now it's just it's just tv i mean tv shows or movies or or whatnot it, yeah. it's a little crazy we, we, what about you we, we were late coming into the cable game and growing up so we, we didn't get cable for a long time and so we finally did um you know i was excited to to put mtv on and I, I don't know if it was the first video I saw, but it was the first one I think that really made a big impression, which was the Scorpions and Wind of Change. <laughs> I, think, I think the times, you know, I grew up in, a, in a, you know, my family always talked politics, international events and stuff, and just sort of with everything happening in the world at the time and that video coming out, like you'll have to, I still remember running over and like recording it on my VHS tape, you know, so yeah. I watch it again. And uh, like, I, I still love that song. I love the sound of that song. Um, so I remember that video. And then I remember a few other videos sort of like jumped out at me over, over those first few years. I remember um, Jesus Jones and right here, right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, a song that I initially hated, but over time, you know, like a like a captive prisoner, I I, I grew to love my my oppressor. And uh, that was EMF and Unbelievable. Do you remember that song? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're I, unbelievable. Yeah I, I, yeah, I hated that song when it came out. And then I was like, you know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm singing it and I'm like, I'm, I'm craving it. I, I love it now. And I hear it and I, and I love it. And then of course, you know, uh, shortly thereafter, you know, Nirvana came out. I was at my friend's house for a sleepover and uh, smells like teen spirit came on. And we were just like the three of us we were just like, we were staring at the TV, like, oh, holy shit. What did we just hear? And, <laughs> and, and like, I was given orders by both my friends. I was leaving. My mom was going to pick me up and they're like, Hey dude, Stop by the mall, right? For, for those in the Northern Virginia area, like you remember this day, you know, stop by Fair Oaks Mall, get us all. I, I don't I remember to be honest, it was tapes or CDs at the time. I think I think we we're at CDs at that point. They're like, get us the album, we'll pay you back. And I was like, Yeah, I'm on it. And and I didn't I didn't get it for them, but but we still eventually got it. And like that was obviously a game changer. So it's funny, like back some of those early 
memories. But you know, those aside, I had to report to you about the new Winger album. I know you wanted to get a Winger tattoo. I know you love the album. I wanted you to be able to listen to the new, um, you know, the new tunes and enjoy it thoroughly. It, it it is amazing how some of those big those hair bands, uh, you know, they they leave a lasting impression. Think about all those groups, you know, and all the all those one or those two or three songs that they would put out, and you're like, they immediately come on nowadays or something. You hear them somewhere. Um, and you're like, yes, yeah, yeah. There, there's a great commercial, I think, where somebody is uh in a grocery store, or maybe it's a meme or something, I, I don't know what it is anymore, but they're in the grocery store, and one of you know, like Bon Jovi comes on, and they start like they don't want to seem like they're singing, but then they start singing and they're they, they start going into the song, and it's oh, good yeah. stuff. So, um, but all good, all good stuff, Andy. Those are good, some good times. Uh, when you would go to the record store, was it Sam Goody or was it Tower Records or where where were you going to go? So there? when when frequenting Fair Oaks Mall, it was definitely Sam Goody in the top corner. There, you would go up the escalator and you go yes. to Sam Goody, and it was like it was like musical heaven, right? But closer to my my home, we had Tape World, which was where I where I briefly took bass guitar lessons, but where you could go and you could pick up tapes and and tapes. so I, that's uh that was a memory it, it didn't didn't last you know too long but uh that, that was where i bought my first couple tapes it was uh aerosmith's greatest hits one of many i think variations but this was the 80s uh version of aerosmith's greatest hits and uh and my my second album was uh van halen's 1984 both bought on tape nice right <clears throat> Those are cassette tapes for all our younger viewers and our <laughs> listeners out there. And so uh, that would be after the eight track, but before the CD. So everybody just uh, putting in some context in there. Andy, good discussion. Good, good, good uh, trips down memory lane and, and good, good activity there. Andy, with that, though, we have to wrap up this podcast for this week, for this day. And we'll be back again on Thursday night, Friday morning for everyone else. Uh, this will be posted out and um, and we look forward to, to having you guys come back and join us again for another discussion of uh, around the uh, the men of a certain age or certain X podcast. I'll, I'll get there, Andy. So, um, all right, Andy, any last comments from your side? Dave, it's been a pleasure. It's always been a pleasure. And with that, Andy, we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.